Welcome to the Prime Life Project Podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Welcome back to another episode of the Prime Life Project Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel James, and if you're new here, welcome to the show. If you're a regular listener and you've been getting value from the previous episodes, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and a review to help us help as many people as possible. Greatly appreciate all the support that you guys uh, have given us over the, the last year and a bit that we've been doing this. It's been absolutely incredible, and I can't thank you guys enough. So today, we are talking to Mr. Josh Tan, and we're talking about the power of finding your purpose. And Josh Josh shares his journey of entrepreneurship and the battles that he's faced along the way with growing a business with his brother Dan and we talk about the power of hard work and how always looking to take advantage of even the smallest opportunities to shine can pay off massively in the long run and we also talk about how adding as much value as you can to people's lives is the key to success and that's something that my company the Prime Life Project is founded upon and we have a fantastic chat about that. I know you're going to get some real good golden nuggets in this episode so as always sit back relax and enjoy welcome back to another episode of the prime Love project podcast i'm your host daniel james and today i'm joined by mr josh tan how are we i'm all right bro how's it going yeah very well thank you very much so uh josh for people that you wouldn't have heard of him i don't think unless you, you follow me on social media and seen things that i post he's the guy that took the photos that you always see if you follow me on instagram and he's actually the person that took the photo of the podcast artwork so this is a gentleman very 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 skilled very very talented uh works with music people music artists yeah. a lot of companies work he works with them and just really excited to chat with you today like i said it, it was a pretty cool fucking photo shoot we did the, the, uh, yeah. when was it like it was um it was lockdown one when we were allowed outside yeah, it was lockdown one but it was like in between when um nottingham was like i think it was like tier four mm-hmm. or tier three so it was like you're in restrictions but you could still go go out. do stuff yeah, yeah. yeah so we weren't breaking any laws no, no but you've still been able to work this second lockdown haven't you yeah so for me this lockdown has been it's kind of weird because like i've seen i've seen it differently from like the rest of the world because um well at the start we were kind of doing as much as we could because obviously Boris said if you can't work from home work and I was just there like well Mm -hmm. I can't work from home so you know I'm going to go and do as much as I can and then obviously the um, advertising um, and production agency like the industry people released a statement that said that the government has signed off that you know this industry can carry on as long as it's like under social distancing and precautions mm-hmm. and all that so then as soon as they literally got the green light like the music industry never stopped like the entertainment industry never stopped so apart from like a dancer the dancers couldn't do anything yeah exactly like, there's, cer- then, there's certain things but like most of it in terms of what we were needed for just like carried on and and if anything just got bigger mm-hmm. so we was just like the only thing that felt like lockdown for us is obviously you're not meant to see people mm-hmm. and i couldn't come to the gym mm-hmm. but everything else was just like full steam ahead so it was like five seven day weeks you know not much break and it felt like we were kind of working like on a completely like flip side to the rest of the world Mm -hmm. which is weird um but also at the same time it also was just kind of like it helped us i've not really felt the mental um effects this lockdown as much as i did last because i remember last lockdown obviously i was going through um break up with my, my ex and just we our company just started yeah. in 
February 2020. So what was your company? Because you keep saying we, so it's you and your brother, isn't it? Yeah. So, so, so your dad's the videographer, you're the photographer, yeah. he's the videographer. So yeah. what's the company? Talk to me a little bit about the company. So the company's called Pradasi. Yeah. So it's producing with Audacity because everything we've always done, we've always done it our way. Yeah. Not like, because we just don't like fitting in. We feel like there was a gap in the market for, we like doing stuff like this, we like doing stuff like this. If we do it enough, people will pay us to do mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's like being quite audacious about it. So it's like production with audacity. Um, and it's kind of evolved into not even just like photography and videography. It's like a complete media like house now. So, you know, we've done um, marketing, social media, branding. We've done like advertisement. We've done obviously content is the mm-hmm. main thing. Um, but then we've also, you know, been working with luxury car companies so we're offering um well, what do you call it like rentals and like the middleman in between like say if someone wants an expensive car for a video shoot mm-hmm. we can also sort that we can sort locations um like we did one where it was the top gear studio the old top gear studio yes, yeah, so it's yeah. like a big warehouse and then you got the runway so we sort that as well so it's just kind of like when we started it it was like we wanted it to be a production company because i feel like me and Dan struggle to kind of stick to one thing mm-hmm. because I feel like, I don't know, in our generation, I feel like between like 18 and 25, 26. How, how old are you both? So I'm 24. And I was Dan. And Dan is 21. Yeah, yeah. But Dan's 21, but he's like got the mind of like a four-year-old. Yeah, I, do you know what? I always thought that he was the oldest one. Do you know I've seen yeah. you guys in the gym and we're chatting away? Just because how he holds himself. He just very, keeps himself to himself, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, um, He's the kind of the bra- like the crazy ideas, the let's do this, let's go that. Because cause you guys originally started out with a clothing company and this is the mad thing about this yeah. because I've seen your stuff because I, I, I moved to this area uh, to, to the gym however long it was a few years ago and I kept seeing this like Chinese symbol yeah. on people's clothes. I yeah. thought, oh, that's pretty sick. Like, distinct, cool. yeah. yeah, distinct. But I didn't know what it was. I just, I just saw the, this symbol mm. on everyone's clothes. Um and then you were wearing it one day and I said, well, what is that you're wearing? Is it awesome clothing brand? Yeah. So talk to me about that because again, that happened a few years ago, didn't it? So again, you're yeah, still, so you both was... you were pretty young. So you, you've both kind of been like quite entrepreneur based from quite a young age. So how's that all come yeah. about then? So, well, Dan's always had that entrepreneurial thing. Like when he was at school, he used to do the classic selling sweets at school uh, that I know a lot of people do. But it's like, it always seems to be like the sign of like an entrepreneur. You hear like Gary Vee talking about yeah. all the time and stuff, yeah. And like when when the first vapes came out, they were like these like pen, yeah, do you remember them? They're like pens. I think um, so. I you, think, yeah, they yes, had, yeah, They yeah. had like 45 puffs and yeah. then they went. He yeah. used to buy them on eBay for like two pounds, sell them for 15 until mum stopped him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's you always- mom, You mum crushing the dreams. Exactly. <laughs> so like, you're not selling whatever, nicotine yeah. or whatever. And- um, so he's always had that entrepreneurial mindset and like he always struggled in school because he couldn't concentrate and no one really understood him. Um, so he started that clothing brand with his best friend mm-hmm. um, at the time. I think they were like six, they would have been 16, yeah. I think, because I was 18. That's, uh, five, that's five years ago. Yeah. Fucking hell, people are still wearing it now. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the clothing brand technically is dissolved because yeah. of certain things that, not my place to say because it happened between yeah yeah yeah, in, yeah, yeah it yeah. happened between them two but obviously everything's really good now they're on really good terms um, actually in the last like couple of months they've started rebuilding that relationship awesome uh, which is great because Dan was never the same after yeah. that because he put so much 
into that business at a young age and he had his teachers ringing up school uh, ringing up home saying he's not focusing he, had, he was pulled into class saying um you need to stop doing your business because it's affecting your grades and but he was like but then that same teacher a year later his daughter bought like 100 pounds worth of clothing so it's yeah. just a tiny little things but um it goes to show you that doesn't it like people yeah. like listening to this when you got these ideas like or, or even if you're a parent and your kids got these amazing ideas yeah. like how important it is to actually support them because my thing when it comes to school like, i never did well at school either mm. like my grades weren't particularly good i was sporting that's about it but i think it's kids nowadays like they've got ideas and they almost get suppressed mm. but actually if your kid is selling again yeah i don't see anyone's point in selling nicotine yeah. i get that but actually do you know if she could then have flipped on his head and been like exactly. what else could you sell yeah can i help you do you exactly. need to buy anything else for you do you know what I mean or she yeah. does the ordering do you know what I mean it's like yeah, if you start to notice that's think, earlier on yeah, definitely i think because obviously the world's changed now when maybe back in obviously my parents days or whatever it was just school grades uni mm-hmm. job which i understand but now it's like the opportunities the there world's open. is just crazy mm-hmm. so you know it's like um, Gary Vee says, like, if your kid, you know, they don't like their studies because it just doesn't work with how they do, like, encourage them, but also make sure that if they're not working hard in their school, they are working hard at something. Mm. You don't, because either it's work hard at this and prove to me that this idea you've got, this, I don't know, streaming, this photography thing, that it makes money. Prove to me that you put the same amount of work in that as if I forced you mm. to do your schoolwork or... You're gonna to have to do your schoolwork. Have you read a book called uh, Zappos? No, Delivering Happiness. It's a great book. Mm. Um, so this guy that created Zappos, which is the first online shoe company. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Amazon bought him out for a couple of billion, mm. and it's his Man. book. Yeah. And he talks about when he was a kid, he basically wanted ant farm. Right. So he wanted to basically sell ants. Yeah. So his parents bought him load of ants yeah and he was then selling these ant farms to people yeah that's, but that's the kind of thing it's just like rather than like looking at your kid being like well no focus on your schoolwork he clearly wasn't that way inclined so basically yeah. it helps support him in that way yeah. to like grow his dreams and i think nowadays like there's so much like opportunity even like if your kids are playing computer games like exactly. you can now be a millionaire playing computer games like there's yeah, a lot of money crazy. in that and it's just like, i think that the problem is when parents don't see the world that's around them because technology nowadays yeah. if your kid isn't on their, their ipad or iphone or computer at an early age they're yeah. gonna get left behind because they need to 100%. understand that that's the next generation the of new, it it's the new world it's like how that's how we communicate if if people don't understand as you know sometimes as uh, negative it is if people don't understand social media they will get left behind mm. there's going to be a time when you've already seen it like big companies pulling out of tv advertisements billboards what about what happens when they put all their money into social media advertisement? Like, mm. if you don't understand that, then you will be left behind. And them types of jobs where it involves, you know, creativity, technology, all the new stuff that our parents didn't have, they're becoming more and more and more and more prominent. It's like, like if you go into schools now and you ask kids what they want to be, it's like YouTubers, flipping mm. streamers. Mm. But they would have never been taken seriously before. Mm because no one ever did it before. So it's like parents also need to understand the world that we live in is different. It's different and how is that that's how it works. But as long as they're encouraging the hard work somewhere mm-hmm. Then because that's the doing problem, the right thing. and this is the thing where I think a lot of kids of your generation, not you and Dan, and that's why I like you guys a lot. Obviously, there's a big age difference, but like even when me and you were going out shooting, like that day, like the amount of photos. So, so literally, any photo you see 
on my social media, Daniel underscore James underscore fitness, any photo you see of me in my Prime Life Project hoodie was taken by this guy. And it was all taken in one day. Mm-hmm. And there's what, fucking 200 odd images there that yeah. all usable images. And I still use them to this day, but <clears throat> it was a creativity and the, the, you understood the, the vision of what I was trying to get. And again, for a young, young kid, which you get, what you are, let's be honest, let's yeah, call it what it is. Course, like, you're a young kid. Like the vision and what you had was incredible. So this is then looking at it now, it's understanding that a lot of people of your age feel very entitled. And again, they get a bad rep. But if you look at any generation, the younger generation always gets a bad rep. Mm. But I feel like nowadays, your generation gets a bad rep because of technology. Yeah, or they were sat on the phone, they were sat doing this. Yeah, I get that. But actually, if you're doing like what you and Dan are doing, because yeah. yeah, Dan's still fucking, he's a baby really. 21, yeah, but I mean, exactly. for me, like, he's created something with that clothing company that most people wouldn't have dreamed of creating in life. And now he's got you on board as well. So it's your like, family bond as yeah. well. It's fucking awesome. And again, the, the videos you guys are creating, it's at such a young age, it's only going to go up. So how yeah. have you then instilled, like how have you guys gone about taking action on this? Because this is the key thing you alluded yeah. to there about taking action. Because people have always got these big dreams, these big goals. Yeah. Like, and this was my thing, like for 28 years of my life, I always say that I just existed. I didn't do anything for 28 years. Mm-hmm. I literally just existed. I had no purpose, I had no passion. So how have you guys found this purpose and this drive to actually be doing what you want to do? And how have you actually gone about doing something? So I think the most the most important thing that I've found is that it's it's not been like a overnight thing. It's not like I've woke up and been like, I love doing this. It's like By the I, way, what did we, what did I say in my last podcast? Straight away, first thing he says there is not an overnight thing. Yeah. It's one thing that on the last podcast I spoke about the keys of success. Exactly. And basically t- people don't see what goes on behind the scenes. No. So I'm 100%. so glad you you clearly hadn't heard my last <laughs> podcast. You looked shocked when I said that. That's literally <laughs> what I spoke about there. So I'm glad that's the first thing that yeah. you said that it wasn't an overnight thing. People haven't seen behind the behind the scenes stuff mm. and you have to actually stick to it. Sorry, I don't interrupt you there, but no, no, that's I, fine. I want the audience fine. to my audience <laughs> to realise that we literally spoke about this on no, whole no, podcast. Yeah, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't plan this either. <laughs> I just um, and that, that, that this is also true we have no script for today and when I say script like there's no questions no, there's no. it's just one of the things where Josh was like I've got something I want to talk about and I'm like cool let's fucking go with it so, we, it. Like I said, so with that there's been no pre-planning of that but it's just really important that again success leaves clues I always say that success leaves clues and literally you've hit the nail on the head with that just by saying that so sorry carry on it's alright so um, one of my biggest struggles literally ever since I was I don't know like a teen was not knowing what I wanted to do, but then at the same time, hating everything that I was doing at the same time. So mm-hmm. I was kind of in this boat where I was like, I don't know what I'd want to do, but I also know I don't like doing this. Mm-hmm. And I kept doing that. Um, and it used to burn on my, like, I don't know, conscience. That I just want to find something that I enjoy. When I was like uh, in secondary school, um, I, w- I wasn't seen as like one of the cool like in 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 schools people categorize groups you know nerds mm. cool people whatever um i wasn't seen as one of the you know i used to do my own stuff me and my mm. friends just used to uh well while people were partying on a friday night we'd have video game parties where we'd all bring our computers around but i loved it like Mate, I still don't know. yeah but like if i could go back when the world was simpler and i could just that's all i had to worry about is how many kills i got or something then but it, but i loved it but i didn't care what anyone else thought mm-hmm. because i just love doing it mm-hmm. um so then obviously you grow up and you start to get influenced by the world and the people around you what you see on social media and you're like i need to be doing something um and i was never an academic i didn't hate school i couldn't study properly i didn't learn like that so my grades were never good enough and uni was never an option mm-hmm. for me it just it just never seemed like something i ever wanted to do as soon as i told my i think i was at sixth form um, that they just kind of disowned me because it was just like, we we want to send people to uni. Yeah. So then I came out of uni with, you know, 
basic, not uni, sorry. Uh, I came out of sixth form with basic A-levels, just passed. Yeah. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was like, I'll take a gap year. Um, and I just started working in a bar. And this is, b- before this, I used to have crippling anxiety. Um, I had no self-confidence. I was insecure about everything, fear of man. And I th- threw myself behind the bar. And um, that's where, like, obviously, you know me as Josh, yeah. but, like, a lot of people know me as JT because mm-hmm. that's, like, on social media and stuff. And f- for me, JT was, like, um, sorry to go off a tangent here. Like, alter ego. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I was really, really not confident at all. And I I'd get put behind the bar. There's 500 people looking at you. I don't really know what I'm doing. And then you just, I just, like, drowned until I learned how to swim. Mm-hmm. So I created this. Um, I didn't actually create, there was three Joshes when I joined. Mm-hmm. So my manager was like, yeah, there's, t- there's too many Joshes, you'll be JT. And I hated it. Mm-hmm. And then it grew into it, grew into it. It became a personality. It became this confident, outgoing, I could talk to girls. I could, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and then the lines kind of blurred. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh wait, that is me. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, it allowed me to go on to do modeling and everything, uh, which helped build the connections for helping us where we are now so at the same time dan was doing the clothing brand i was doing modeling meeting photographers meeting videographers creatives you know brand owners that i didn't know at the time but would help us later Mm -hmm. later on um so without all that i like i would never be able to do what i do now uh so but but still at the same time it's like i I don't want to work in a bar for the rest of my life i was good at cocktails Mm -hmm. but it wasn't i didn't love it like there's there was no waking up in the morning yes i get to go to work and i feel like that's missing in a lot of people's lives um so we just did a lot of things like dan was doing tree surgery just to pay bills um i went and worked at uh what's the pub called not right the plow yeah so i was doing that um and then i started an events company uh with my friend nate uh we did a couple of events with revs and that was going really well and then it kind of died out um, and then me and my brother got a, an actual job working for uh, a property development mm-hmm. company. Like one of them kind of courses you'll see like, oh, if you, um, you know, do you hate your nine to five? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 we'll change your life, financial yeah. freedom, all that crap. It turned out to be a scam. Yeah. But as much as we hate them for it and what how they treated us and everything, it's a very long story. But it put me and Dan working together. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, hang on, my dad always used to say, cause he's very like, my parents are very religious. Like he always used to say, God always told me that you guys would work together mm-hmm. and you guys are meant to work together. So, and that, and that gave us the opportunity to see what we were like together. And we, we loved it. We love working with each other every day. We love bouncing off each other. He always had the extravagant ideas. I was always able to, um, make them work in terms of like he was like he was going to space but i'm the one who built the rocket in terms of because sometimes he has like he can't focus on more than like he he can't focus on one thing for long so he's got this idea that idea that idea he's wanting to rein him in yeah and i've got to rein him but that's the thing though let's go to another yin and the yang and again how good is that like again as a center we say in the podcast like life happens for us not to us oh 100 right there you had that stuff that massive scam Mm. and again it would have taken like both your guys egos you're both very young how easy would have been two young guys oh fuck it joe let's go back to working in a bar and stuff like that and i think it's interesting there something you hit on i wrote down here was that um what you'll say to people is when it comes to anything in life is that if you don't know what you do want 
find out what you don't want mm. because at least you can cross it off your list. So mm. rather than again seeing all these things that you've done as like waste of time, failures, yeah. it's not. It's like you're just finding out. It's just I'm, a lesson. I'm just I, taste. I'm just tasting. I feel oh yeah, like. I don't like this. I don't like yeah. this, but I like this part of it. So for example, working behind yeah. a bar, I don't like the long stupid hours working with somebody else. But I actually really like the interaction with someone else. Yeah. I like the fact I can make people laugh. Cool. So you take that out of it, but you don't work behind a bar. You then go yeah. work in the property development. Actually, you know what? You don't like that, but maybe taught you how to deal with money or watch out for scams, whatever it is. I mean, there's all these yeah, little yeah. things where you will take the positives out of it 100%. and you flip on your head. And I think this is the biggest thing that people don't have is they don't have the resilience that when they get set back once yeah. to get back up and move forward, yeah, like they'll get one setback and that's it. It completely throws them off course yeah. because they don't have that ultimate goal in mind. 100%. So how did you then find that ultimate goal? Like where you guys, like what, what is your goal? So we haven't really hit touch on this, but what is it? What we spoke about before about finding your purpose. Uh-huh. What is your purpose? Like what is the goal that you're moving towards? So I want to build the biggest production company in the world. And also by doing that, I want to help the, I want to give back to the next generation that's coming up because I feel like there is very much of a disadvantage. And I feel like um, me and Dan have actually been helped so much in everything we've been doing that if we had someone who came in at maybe like a bit of an earlier stage and gave us this, gave us that, helped us with this, provided us with that, we'd be go like that. So I want to build that. But before I'm taken seriously, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. So I have to build, you know, credibility in the industry and, you know, build a huge production company. But it's not like I don't want to be a photographer the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. I do love it. But, you know, it's not it's not big enough for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, a lot of people find themselves trapped in like one thing like people define them as they'll be like you're a photographer mm-hmm. you're a videographer you're a personal trainer mm-hmm. because i don't know if it's just me but i feel like when people like want to define you in their mind or mm-hmm. their expectations it's easier for them to know you as one thing so mm-hmm. you're a photographer i can expect you to do this 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 and this mm-hmm. be working here 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 probably going to achieve this this and this whereas if for example people don't really know everything you do. It makes you very hard to predict and it makes you quite, quite scary. So in a good way, scary. Yeah. In a good way, scary, but it's like, but also for your competition as well, because they're like a lot of people in the industry, it's a a very Mm -hmm. competitive market. They're like, Oh, he's a photographer. I can expect him to do this, this and this and this. Next thing you know, you pop up here it's completely caught them off guard. Mm. And that's what, that, you hit the nail on the head there, because I, I just wanted to do the Prime Life Project. It's like mm. what my coach is doing, what I do, like people sign up with me and they're like, oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Good. Exactly. Good. Oh, do, I want. Do, I, do I get all this? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, fucking hell, like, do I'm only paying this? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's like, people say to me, well, your prices are too low. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but, but the point is, if it's stuff like that, then you can add more value and help more people. And if, oh, if, you've hit the nail on the head here with this, where people try and run before they can walk. Mm. They'll try and be too big for their bollocks. Yeah. Billy, Billy, Billy Big Bollocks, but they don't actually do the groundwork. Yeah. They haven't earned the right Definitely. to actually charge X amount of money mm. or to grow something big, if that mm. makes sense. So like you and Dan, you've got this big thing. All right, we're going to set up a production company. But yeah. you know, if you haven't done fuck all, you ain't going to get nowhere. No one's but you know, if you've actually done the groundwork and then you've got photographers working for you, you actually know what it's yeah. like to be that photographer so you can then empathize with them. So when they're saying to you, oh, listen, this happened, that happened, you could be like, do you know what? Yeah, that, that happened to me. It's all good. Whereas if you don't know anything about that, you're just like, well, listen, dickhead, I want you to do this. Why haven't you done it? Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, you, it makes you a lot more empathetic. And, and, and you look at all the top entrepreneurs. They, they've done it. They've mm. been there. They've done that. They, they've done the groundwork. They've grafted. They've done all the things. Even, even Wade from Donuts. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he literally was baking the donuts. 
So he knows exactly what all of his men are going through. Exactly. He knows exactly what his staff do because he's gone there, been there and done that. And that's what you guys are doing right now. You're landing in the groundwork. Yeah. So actually, when you get to where you want to get to, let's say you've got a photo shoot and your photographer's ill, give me the fucking cab I'll go do it myself. Exactly. And it's, it, yeah. it, it, you can't put a price on that, but people want to rush the process. Mm, why, why, do you, why do you think people want to rush the process? I think people want to rush the process because um, just the type of generation we, we, um, we live in is so fast-paced now. Mm. And... I feel like the generation that um, I've grown up in and the one before and and even the one coming after me is the, one of the most impatient uh, generations. Tinder like, culture. I call it, yeah, I call that, it Tinder that's generation. what I mean. Like like Amazon, you always have it comes the same fucking day. You're, like, you're, on a YouTube, fuck? you're on a YouTube video, right? And you complain because you've got to watch five seconds that you can't skip. Mate, I, I get mad at that because you know but what? I, know, but I, 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 remember, I remember YouTube before. Yeah, exactly. Before but it's been com- conditioned. Like everything's faster. You, you can click a button and Uber gets here. You can do this. You can do that. You can blow up off. Uh, you can get rich in one day if, no, if you're lucky yeah. off um, cryptocurrency. There's like all these streams of speed are there. And also how big social media is, the amount of comparisons you can now find yourself yeah. doing, it means that, oh, I kind of feel like I'm not doing enough mm. or I need to, take this shortcut, take that shortcut. It's like, there's also so many people out there offering, like, I'll get you rich here. I'll get you rich there. Well, I'll, I'll get you uh, lean in two days. And it's like, yeah, sake, exactly. Like. And then we're now conditioned that there's so much out there and everyone, it seems like on social media, everyone else is doing better than you. Most of the time they're not because who's going to put a social media out about mm. like, they're just normal life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just like a highlight reel um, that, you know, the comparisons and then seeing it all, it's just like, I want, I need to be there quicker. It's like people are like, I need to be rich by 25. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. Well, I'm 24 now. Mm-hmm. I don't see myself turning over, you know, the serious amount of money that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I used to have a, a, um, a goal that when I was with my ex-girlfriend, I was like, I want to retire you by 30. Mm-hmm. But that's just an ego thing. Mm-hmm. It's just an ego thing. Like, Gary V right now is, what was he, like 40, he's like yeah, almost 50, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's, he's still working as hard as he possibly can. Everyone thinks they've got to make it by like 30, otherwise they can't enjoy their life. But life's long. But, and that's the end of the yeah. you'll get that, and then what do you do? So you get retired exactly. by 30, and then what are you going to do? Exactly. And that's the thing, is, is the people that are successful, they, re- they understand how the game is. Mm. Uh, there's a, oh, there's an amazing book. It's What's inf- it called? Is it The Infinite Game? Yes, by uh, oh, Simon Sinek. Yeah. It's actually down here. It's, it's mm. underneath my desk. But again, it just talks about how you can't ever have that end goal in mind. You've got to keep going. Like life, yeah. life, life never ends. In this case right. of people that do want to get rich quick and all that sort of stuff, they, they don't understand the game. They don't yeah. understand the 100%. game of life. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's about you actually... Have you seen that movie Soul? No, I haven't. Mate, it's incredible. It's basically one thing. The whole premise of it, it talks about... I mean, oh, I wait, no. The Disney one. The Disney one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, when, he talk, when the, he talks to the, the lady outside the club, yeah. he basically tells the story about the fish. So the little fish goes to the older fish and says, excuse me, I'm looking for the ocean. Yeah. And he's like, you're in the ocean. He goes, oh, no, I'm just in water. And she goes, no, 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 this is the ocean. And I think people go around yeah. swimming their whole lives looking for this mm. amazing thing. I mean, actually, life is a thing that you're looking for. 100%. And people, uh, so, so, this is interesting. I didn't really get on this topic, but do you think that this is why then like, people of your generation and between your generation and my generation suffer so much with their mental health because of all the pressure that's put on them through social media? Yeah, 100%. I think there's so, like, like I was saying, the comparison amount is so much, you know, couples are feeling inadequate because there's like perfect couples on Instagram to compare themselves to. And then also at the same time, there's like 
you know, you could scroll down your feed and you see a hundred, hundred of like other compatible people that you wouldn't have known really are out there that mm. can, you know, the grass is always greener, but it's also at the same time, it's like everyone shows what they want to show. Mm. So it's twisted. It's like, it's, it's biased towards everyone's doing well. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you have to do well. And, you know, people, people get mental health about how many Instagram likes to get. Like Instagram was bringing in that, um, the te- they were testing that, uh, what's it called? Uh, the technique, not technique, the, they were changing the platform basically where it didn't they, show any likes. they didn't show any likes yeah. because it was affecting people too much. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have thought that like, 10 years ago, that would be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like where people are actually, I don't know, taking their lives or it's affecting their day that they post a picture and it's not getting as much likes and it's got nothing to do with realistically what they're doing. Mm. But, so do you know the industry that you're in then? So like obviously you're massively in the production industry on social yeah. media. Like what are you guys, how do you guys combat that then? So that you're not, so, so that you're not part of the problem. Mm. How do you guys go about that to sort of show behind the scenes stuff and real yeah. life stuff? Like why, do, is there things that you do? Is it something that you're, uh, is it that's at the forefront of your mind or? Yeah, for, for, for me, I, because I used, I started my Instagram page with fashion modeling. I've been on this crazy journey where like, from an outside opinion you might think oh like his success is going down because you know his followers are going down his engagement's going down because i built my platform off fashion modeling me too now it's changed yeah. into photography business all this and stuff like, no, one, people and don't no, like that. no one cares people, people don't like that no one cares yeah. right you, you, you can tell people how to get fat loss they don't give, give you three yeah. likes but if you take your top off get hundreds exactly yeah. if i post a picture of my work yeah yeah might do pretty well Post picture of me as egotistical as it sounds it does like yeah. so much better so i'm in the uh, position now of transitioning my page into mm. building people that care about my work not mm. just me um so yeah that's how i see instagram but people think oh you know he's got his instagram is going down he must be not doing very well but the work that i get booked and the money that comes in is completely mm. different like I always make sure that everything I post is high quality um, and like an actual representation of the work because I didn't realize that, you know, companies, a lot of companies, they're actually, they come on and they look at everything mm-hmm. before they, they come and book you. Well, if they're going to spend a lot of money on your, your yeah. thing, they want to know more about you behind the scenes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, of course. I think, I think this is the biggest thing that, that people don't think about is the people think they've got to have thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers to actually make money. I know people that are making seven, eight, nine, ten grand a month and have got less than a thousand followers on social media. And you think about that, people, oh no, it's not possible. And, and all their business is for, for Instagram. So it's not like they've got like a massive Facebook following or yeah. YouTube following and then the Instagram's poor. They get it from there, but it's because what they're posting is relevant to the people they're trying to get to buy from them. Exactly. And that's what people don't seem to understand. Yeah. People are like, oh yeah, but only got 100 followers. Okay, you've got 100 followers. If those 100 followers are going to buy from you, and, it, and you're yeah. selling something for for a thousand pounds. Do the maths on that. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? But people don't see it like that. Yeah. It's like oh, I've got to have a hundred million followers. People yeah, but don't. like what? One percent of them care it, about what you do. That's what it is. So people like when they're starting out, oh, don't want to start out because I'm going to have no followers. Okay, cool. Like I said the problem of Project Instagram yeah. has only got three hundred and something followers. But again, they've been quality engaged people either from the podcast or people that are working with us or people have heard us from around the area. Yeah. But that's what it's all about. People freak out about these numbers. And as you mm. said, I took the same thing with my social media when, I, when my followers are going down. Yeah. When I stopped modeling, because I had loads of gay men following me. <laughs> as soon as I stopped posing in my underwear, they're not bothered anymore. Yeah. Of so then they go. My followers crash down again. Yeah. You take a bit of an ego hit, but then you're asking yourself. Were they ever going to buy from me? No, exactly. no. So it's case it doesn't bother me then. But then you post quality content out, mm. and this is what I've started to see now. I've gone through the lull now where 
I wouldn't get many likes. I wouldn't get much engagement. Now it's completely flipped on its head. Mm. The podcast is now kicking off. I do weekly lives. I'm adding more and more value. And people are like, oh shit, this guy is for real. Yeah. He isn't going anywhere. And you're just adding value. Yeah. If you're not asking for anything in return, then people start to come back. They start to engage with you. And people don't seem to understand the longevity of that. People just want, as you said, yeah. that quick thing of like, that instant ego boost of, oh, I need 100 likes. Yeah. I need 1,000 yeah, exactly. likes. And it just, just does not work like that. I know, it doesn't define it. And if you're just using social media for for that and not for business then it's just for entertainment so it shouldn't bother you anyway that's what i say i say, I say to my coaches like because some of them hate social media but i say it's business media yeah exactly it's not social media if you're using it for business it's business media yeah. so you've got to do it with your business head on so you don't really care about how many likes you're getting because all you need is to post something get that one person engage you with that one person bam you get yourself a new client you're laughing that's all that matters exactly and people worry too much. And that, cause I had that, I got like the imposter syndrome. When I started, when I, when I left some of the biggest companies in the country and I started talking about, I'm talking about mental health stuff. Yeah. I was thinking, fuck, are people gonna, gonna care what yeah. I'm talking about? But then the more you get into it, and again, I've had Scarlett, the therapist on the podcast and all these other top people on the podcast. And when they're talking about the same stuff I'm talking about, mm. it then buys you credibility and gives you confidence. Oh, I'm not what I'm talking about. Same yeah. with you guys. Like when you're starting out, you start to get loads of people re-liking you, wanting to work with you, wanting yeah. to book with you. Like, oh, fucking hell, we, we, we are actually this fucking good. Yeah, no, definitely. But I think it's also just, that's a good process of just weeding, like, I'd rather go down to 2,000 followers that care about every single thing I do rather than, I don't even know what it is, like 11 something. I was on like 13, like, last lockdown and then really I was, yeah as i was transitioning and I, i'll tell you now it was a, it was a tough hit mm. because i used to define myself as through my instagram mm-hmm. in terms of like that was my worth like people yep. used to come up to me and be like are oh, you doing so well on instagram like i've seen you like people i used to go to school with because i wasn't like the coolest person at school and no one really used to like mess with me at school but then now they're coming up to me and and they're saying all this and that and you know you, you get the you get the dms and stuff uh but it, that didn't define me because the work was there. Mm. Like the quality work and, mm. and, and obviously the money. But yeah, it, it, that's it. it's just, it's just that, that, that thing we literally spoke about when it comes to, to, to money and stuff like that. I'm trying to get my, uh, my calculator out of my phone because my, my, oh, what's going on here? Oh, I'm trying my calculator out. So I'm trying, <laughs> trying to do some quick maths with the thing where people think they need all this, like this mass amount of following all these people like help them out with stuff, but you really, really don't. So how have you then built your brand from that, had taken a hit on the followers. So you had the, the, all these followers, yep. you've taken a hit on it. So how have you then gone about rebuilding that brand? Just for the um, the maths on that, by the way, it's 100,000. 100,000. 100,000. If you had 100. If you had 100 people. And, they, and you had 1,000 pounds Do you know what I mean? That's exactly. all you need? That's 100,000 pounds. I know. It's crazy. And and now you're that's, in... That, 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 that's how bad, for the, all my listeners, that's how bad my maths is. That, that I'm literally that bad at maths. But, again, yeah, but talk, I couldn't work school, it out either. Mate, I'm terrible. I literally, and again, that's one of the basic yeah. things when it comes to tens, hundreds and thousands. You should know off the top of your head, but I don't. I literally <laughs> do I, not know I, that. It took me three times to pass foundation, yeah. foundation maths. So, when I went to America, the, the, the only thing in America, their university system's different. Yeah. So you have to pass out of basic maths, English and science. Yeah. Science was no problem. English, obviously, because I'm English, was no problem. Maths, every single semester for four years, I could not pass out of basic fundamental maths. Wow. I'd, I would have struggled as well. And I say basic fundamental maths, that their math is the equivalent of um, uh, A-levels in this country. Wow. So basically, I'd, I'd A-level not, maths is Yeah, and, 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 and this is the thing. So, so basically, I did, obviously, uh, I got, what did I get? A D yeah. in uh, GCSEs. Then I went to college for three years. Yeah. Hadn't done any maths for three years. Then I went to university and had to go back to doing the college level version of maths. Wow. So every single semester. Yeah, to do maths. Math, do maths. What's that? Eight, eight, eight times. Eight times. Eight times to pass it. Oh, wow. But that's what I'm saying. It's still that. I'm still bad at it. But anyway, it's, it's one of the things where you don't, you don't that's need why I, That's why I, I, I hired an accountant because. Yeah. Oh, mate. Accountants are golden. You've got like, to. Like, it's just, I can't, I can't. I feel like I just, I just go. 
yeah. like the company would just go yeah. so, so, so then let's say you've got someone now then that's trying to build their, their social media brand so obviously with the production company doing that so someone's listening to this saying right I hear you guys but I don't I've only got 100 followers yeah. so I understand your maths are brilliant but how would you look to help people grow their social media so what is things that people can do right now they've either got the business like, so we're mm-hmm. talking specifically for business here not for, yeah, for, yeah. for egotistical purposes um, what can people do to help actually grow their social media like from a production point of view like yeah. from what you guys work on what are some things that people can actually do well the first one you have to make sure that the stuff you post is consistently high quality mm-hmm. because people are booking you for that. High quality in what way? Is in like content? In, in or? content or like say you're offering a certain type of, for example, us, if w- whatever work we post that we've done, it's always the best work we've done because that's the first thing people see. But it's at the same time, it's consistently. Mm-hmm. If like, if I don't have anything really, really good to post, I won't. Mm-hmm because I need to keep that up not for vanity but because literally that's the reason why people book you is mm-hmm. because of how good your work is so if I don't have anything to post because I've not done anything that I personally feel like is worthy mm-hmm. then I won't post and I feel like people stress about I've got to post like you watch a YouTube video on how to grow Instagram they're like post every single day mm-hmm. and then people are like forcing it when you force it it doesn't work yeah but then at the same time would you say that? Would you say that's just with like the creative style? Because for yeah. me, I post every day, and I was taught to post every day. Yeah. But for me, it's different things I'm posting about. Because obviously, what I yeah. do, I've, it's a lot of knowledge based yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course, it's so value. You, you guys aren't trying to teach stuff. You guys, with what you do, you, it's the productions. Yeah. You've actually got products you kind of put out yeah. there. Um, but for me, it's like with my service. Let's say, for example, your masseuse or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You will have some sort of information that you can post out every day. Yeah, of course. Or your or your clients will come to you with a question. Yeah. So even like with like with Gary Vida, so when you say like posting every day. Josh isn't necessarily talking about like people say you've got to it's not necessarily you've got to post on your story uh, you're on your feed mm. but with your stories yeah, yeah. just answering questions putting out like Q&A what can yeah. I do for my business because yeah. then what you're doing is then you, your audience is giving you content yeah. how can I help you what's your biggest struggles yeah. so like with you and your production what's your biggest struggles when it comes to growing your content mm. bam people are going to give you this information exactly. and then it gives you ideas for yeah. oh I've got content there yeah, exactly. and that's when people overstress it it's like mm. you've got value and information and the problem is with this when we talk about imposter syndrome is that people think they've got to be so smart mm. and they'll compare themselves to like say Gary Vee's or your millionaires yeah. it's like you don't have to all you've got to do is be two steps ahead of your yeah. target audience yeah of course that's all it is you've like, got to provide I, value that's all it is as long as you're going and adding value yeah. that's all you've got to do because people will keep coming back exactly because they know um, I, th- I heard a quote that's like you can't you, a man can't be rich unless he enriches oh 100% um, that's a great quote it's like oh mate that's fucking great that is yeah. that's going to go on my wall yeah mate that's fucking brilliant um, I can't remember I think it might have been Earl Nightingale maybe he, probably, he says a lot yeah. of I listen to a lot of his stuff um, but I feel like the 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 one like whatever you're growing, if it's a brand, if it's like a company, a business, people buy why you do it, mm-hmm. not not what people buy why you do, not what you do. Mm-hmm. So be real. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got, um, if we use a masseuse company. If you're a masseuse company and it just looks like one of them like standard business Instagram pages that are just set up for the sake of it. Mm-hmm people won't really buy it but if on your stories there's like behind the scenes you can see the staff you can see the working relationship you can see the story you can see or you're even giving them value because people, people are yeah. afraid of giving value this. people are afraid yeah. of giving value but let's say you're a masseuse company let's say yeah. or a sports masseuse company uh, and you give people how to uh, relieve back pain yeah so but you that might be pain. counterintuitive yeah but people will come back because yes. it's constant value. Or they'll buy from value. you. Or they'll buy yeah. from you because like, oh my God, well actually, do you know what? Yeah. When I had that back thing, Josh gave me this thing for free yeah. and it fucking worked. That so was what else free. can, what you, else imagine can if I pay him? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you need to actually give but that information. People will be like, because they're so protective over, over their stuff. Like Gary Vee says, 
I give out all my best stuff for free because I know 99% of you won't even use 100%. it. And, but it's true. And this will save people time. When it comes to success leaves clues, whatever industry you're in, I can guarantee you 100% there's people out there that are giving you the roadmap to mm. success. You 100%. are just too blind to see it because Definitely. you're going down this rabbit hole and you think that you know everything and you're not willing to learn. Yeah. But if you just open your eyes and ask the right questions to the right people, you'll find that actually the most successful people out there in your industry actually want to give back because 100%. they've been in your position 100%. and if they're successful now chances are they didn't they did it without social media yeah exactly because so again i say this all the time and i've heard this before like, if your social media goes like let's say instagram is deleted mm. tonight do you even have a business yeah i do i know yeah. you would yeah and that's the thing it's like it's understanding like you can't just rely on just on social media yeah, it's other things but you apply the same principles when you see people one of my, one of my um, affirmations that i say to myself every single morning is i'm adding as much value to as many people as possible yeah so even when i'm meeting someone in the street for the first time yeah. how can i add value people come for consultations with me i'll mm. give them a book i give them a fucking book yeah and they're like oh just for me yeah yeah i'll give you back no 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 you keep that book wow and they're a bit blown away by it. it's like i'm adding value yeah Read this book's gonna fucking help you but you little things like that yeah Yes, it cost me money initially, but I'm adding value. I'm helping that person. So if you but they remember, walk, they remember you yes. as well. And make and access my coaches. Even if they don't sign up with me, yeah. guess what? Do you know when one of their friends is looking for a coach? Guess what? Bam! I'll be the first yeah. person or my my company. Yeah. And that's the thing with the, with, with the podcast. The podcast is completely free, so people want to sign up with me. Do you know, before they even sign up with me, I'll just say, "Oh, uh, don't don't worry just yet. Yeah. Just check out my podcast. Come yeah. back to me." If you're unsure, just check out my podcast. I'll do some weekly lives. Just check them out and then come back to me. Yeah, no, but like if that. you just keep adding value, keep adding value. Yeah. And enjoy the amount of people that come to me and they're like, oh, I've been watching your lives for the last five weeks. Yeah. I thought I'd reach out. Yeah, it's definitely. I feel like people are like, we, 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 um, I can't remember me and Dan watch a YouTube video and it literally changed our kind of like selling process. So, um, we'd be, for example, we're on the phone to a potential client. They're talking about this, this, and this, and this. We're like, oh, it costs this much, right? And they'll be like, oh, um, sorry, like this is way out of our price range. In the creative industry, money is very wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you don't if you don't nail it, it's, uh, it's techie because then you can, you just, you just feel like you, you're uh, sacrificing your worth mm -hmm. to fit someone's budget. Mm -hmm. I just won't work with them. I've got to that point now, I just won't work with them. But in the process, I'll be like, yeah, sorry. I don't think it's going to work out for us. If in the future, you know, maybe you've got something bigger or, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we can do this. However, I do know this company, that company, this photographer, that company mm -hmm. that I highly recommend mm -hmm. that probably fit your budget. Mm -hmm. And I recommend them. Now, a lot of people would be like, well, I was giving away clients, but literally 50% of them from what we've seen come back mm -hmm. because they're like, we really like that recommendation or the honesty, the integrity to like, not just want to take our money, but like you, you've helped us. You've, you've recommended us to someone that mm. can actually help. We can now afford you. And it's like, they almost, it's like they almost save up yeah. because they know what they're going to get. So I've had that before. Some, yeah. Someone messaged me, messaged me, said, Oh, do you work with people that are menopausal? And I said, I do, but it's not my speciality. Yeah. I, said, I know how to do it. It's not my speciality. Yeah. I says, if you want a specialist, I know a great personal trainer will do that for you. Yeah. And she's like, what? I said, I'll let you give you a contact details. And she was a bit so shocked and taken back. I said like, I don't want to do just this justice. Yeah, exactly. The service, trying to claim that I can do this when I can't. Yeah. And people have so much more respect for you. 100%. when you When you, you, you're kind of a bit like, okay, cool. Like this is, this is my standard. Yeah. You've got to hold yourself to that standard. Like yeah, this is what I do. Exactly. This is what I am. What's, what's that thing? Uh, Jack of all trade, master of none. Yeah. Like, so if I'm trying to be, claim to be best coach, 
about everything yeah. people are gonna be like well you're clearly fucking not yeah. same with you guys if you're like you, you set your price oh yeah i'm making numbers up here don't this is not josh's price yeah uh, like on five grand yeah and like on oh, budgets two and you're like oh yeah okay we'll do it for one yeah then they'll be like you fucking robbing bastards like you just said it was five he's trying to yeah. pull a fast one if you're exactly. like no no this is my price this is our standard this is what we do this is what you get yeah take it or leave it kind of thing oh we can't afford that okay no problem but here's 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 the other yeah. guys they're actually brilliant yeah they go there they get an amazing job they're like fucking hell like how good is that it just builds yeah. that trust exactly and, you, and i think i think you're right people have got it completely backwards people want to hold on to things they yeah, don't want to share about information just giving out it's all about networking it's all about in in this industry you you're no one if mm. no one if no one respects you if you're at odds with other photographers other production companies other same in any creatives industry. same in any industry yeah like if, you, if, if you're a fucking asshole word spreads word spreads so fast if you can just help people exactly you're laughing exactly it's and it's like what that corny quote your network is your net worth but that literally was it because in our first year we made that sacrifice where we were like this is the type of industry where we're not going to see money for a little bit um or um, we were 10 grand in debt um luckily it was with our parents which is you know i can't put into words how much they've done for us like they don't make us pay board which you know is very odd mm. 24 21 mm. um they gave us a 10 grand loan so we can get our first bit of equipment and then lockdown happened mm. i'm 10 grand in debt mm. but i've built up all this network from doing the modeling dan's doing the clothing brand and it we were literally willing to go out pay our own money our own petrol our own parking sorry um to build our portfolio and to build our net and to build our obviously our network and our name and a lot of people might be like oh like i don't have say say it costs you like a thousand pound in a year in expenses in terms of how much money you put into going out and working for free mm-hmm. people spend it on an iphone mm. in like an hour and from all that free work it's changed like changed our lives Mm -hmm. we got one job which was um last summer it's it's quite funny it's like you know the i don't know if you see in the dwarfs that fight yeah Yeah. so wicked and bad um we didn't even know what it was the money was i think it was like 200 it was like 200 pounds and dan was really really against it because it was mainly video work so it's kind of on his shoulders Mm -hmm. um and the money wasn't very good and it, you know, it cost travel and he just, I could just tell he didn't like it one bit. It was recommended to us by another f- uh, photographer just said, I can't do this. Thought you could do it. What do you think? All we got told was we're just following around. It was not even for Lickleman, the the big celeb. It was just for the French guy. They just want you to kind of follow him around and create like a little video of his two days in England. And Dan was like, nah don't need to do that because at this point we we were doing okay mm-hmm. and i don't know what it was you know obviously i've been brought up in a christian a christian household and parts of it i believe parts of it I don't it's, you know it's a very murky kind of area for me but there was just i don't know what it was maybe the universe or whatever just something just told me like yo josh you need to go don't care what it takes you need to go do that shoot and I said that to Dan, I said, I just believe something, bro. Like, trust me on this one. We need to be there. Turned up, did that. Met the owners of A Wicked and Bad. Um, they'd actually hired a... So, yeah, so we did that little video. Came out really well. And then they invited us back for the fight, 
which is where basically everything changed. So they actually hired like a full production company to do all the content and stuff. And we were just there kind of with the French guy again, but Dan did a whole video of the event. And I don't know why, but there was no photographer. So I was the only photographer. Mm -hmm. So um, they really obviously wanted the pictures because for some reason they didn't hire a photographer. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And the owner basically, we just happened to bump into him in a calf out like outside the venue and he kind of started talking to us and you know he, i don't know i think he's just seen something in me and dan that he really liked and he wanted to know more he wanted to give us more of an opportunity and he just said look really busy because this guy's crazy busy he owns like the whole of By brighton mm. beachfront all the clubs mm. um and obviously wicked and bad and festivals across the country and he was like look come down to brian and we'll have a meeting so he came down, bought the video, down the finish, bought the photos. He said, he sat down for 20 minutes at this cafe eating his dinner. He watched the video, it's 20 minutes long. Mm. A lot of the time, these people, they they don't sit through. Do you mm. know what I mean? They, yeah, like, flick, it, they yeah. flick through. He watched the whole thing while he was eating his dinner in silence. And then he said, am I not... I'm allowed to swear on this, yeah, yeah. Do on and uh, keep keep me saying this. And what I need to do is I need to put like a tell my guests swear the fuck away. Yeah. yeah so like, yeah. he was like, "You've made the people we paid so much money look shit, and you <laughs> did it for free. And it's two brothers, and you've got basic equipment, but we like your vision. You basically captured the event in the terms that we wanted you to, and we didn't even tell you. <laughs> so then he got on the phone to his business partner and said, "Look, we need these guys." Um. So then obviously this was like, it's still lockdown, but like we, it was, it was in that lockdown stage where people are a bit hopeful because, you know, we're in the tier system and yeah. it's slowly going away, but obviously it didn't. Um, and there was a big one coming up. Um, the rematch between, not the rematch, um, Little Man's next opponent was the Dutch fighter. So we had, they flew us out to Holland and literally just off that video and them saying, you've made this production company look absolutely shit. And we paid them all this money. It was that, like, we want you. We don't care what it takes. We want mm -hmm. you guys. And then from there, the his business partners, um, a guy called Bouncer, um, Bouncer Play Day. I don't know if you've no, heard no, no, I don't know. So um, he's a massive uh, music manager in the in the music industry. And then from that, we started. He started giving us work. We started building our name up. We started working with big artists, big celebs, and it just went from there. All because. We took that little shitty job. But that's the thing. You took a shitty job. Yeah. But you did a good job. Yeah. Because what? Because our thing is like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it the best we possibly can. Because even if it's a shitty job, it's still exposure for you and you yeah, still then exactly. got content it's still for still you. portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's 100% what it is. And this thing, I think people are, are too busy looking for the perfect opportunity. But if you haven't got the perfect opportunity, take whatever opportunity that you have got and then make it perfect. Yeah. Do the best that you can with that situation. Yeah, 100%. Like, there's so many times where I've done um, videos and live workshops. Uh, I remember the first lockdown, I did, so I did these workshops and literally I get no one turning up. Yeah. Completely free. No one turn up. Right. The content is fucking gold. Yeah. I've now repackaged that, repurposed yeah. it, making quite a bit of money from it. Wow. In a good way. Like, yeah. It's one of the things where I say, what, I say, what I've done is I've added it to my online coaching. Yeah. Okay. So now when people sign up to me, they get this 12-week educational video series. Yeah. That educational video series was put together. But it was, back of, but it was free. It originally. was free, but no one turned up. Yeah. But did I stop? I did it every single, every, for the first lockdown, however long that was. Yeah. Every single uh, Wednesday. Yeah. I did it twice a week, actually. It was no, it was Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. Every, just wow. kept showing up. Because I knew I'm going to be doing this in front of thousands of people one day. Mm, mm. So if I can't do it by myself, 
and actually master it, what what job have I got? Exactly. Like, what, what's the point? Same what I did was I did it. I had all this had all these presentations I'd created. Yeah. I thought, right, well, I'm gonna be packaged them. So I re-recorded them for my my clients. My clients now get that. Yeah. And how many people of them say, they say to me, Fuck, this is amazing. But you had yeah. the 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 vision. You've got vision. And, 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 and again, not taking it personally. Yeah, exactly. Because I was nobody. I literally just started doing this stuff. And like I said now, and I've always said it and again, putting it out there, said on this, how many times people have been listening to this podcast since the very beginning? I've said I want to get into schools. Yeah. I'm now in schools. I've now had got a full day book, full day booked being in schools. Yeah. But that's the thing. The only way I've been able to do that is by showing up. Yeah. And giving content away for free. Yeah. Doing this podcast for free, which mm. costs me money. Yeah. But then people can listen to my content and be like, oh, actually, we want this guy. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we really like him. We really like what he's talking about. Yeah. Same with you guys. Like, you've gone there. Again, the guy probably couldn't speak machine. It's, again, it potentially could be wasting your money, but you got this opportunity. Yeah. You go there and you just fucking smash it. You go there, got a massive production company. And again, you could have felt like the little guys, but you didn't. You go there, yeah. make the best out of that situation. Yeah. And you go there and you smash it. Yes, we don't have all the budget of this big company, but that's your vision. Mm. And that's the thing. The thing with this is people compare themselves to the wrong kind of people. Mm. Like Definitely. You're not there comparing yourself to that production company. No. You're there comparing yourself to top to production companies in the world. Yeah. So what would they do in this situation? Make the best and you, out of and it. And you fucking did. It's like I always say, um, people always like, oh, I don't feel like I can do this, I can do that because of the equipment I've got. Or I can't do this and can't do that because of the money I've got. It's like, if money is your only problem, you have no problem. Yeah. I always say, um, you can't buy what we have. So what the fuck are you going to do when we can afford what you do? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to afford it eventually. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I'm coming up and people, are, um, the intangible things that people can't buy, the work ethic, the lessons that I've been through, the flipping staying up seven nights in a row doing a thousand hours sorry a thousand miles in a week of driving and you can't buy that mm. but i can buy you i can buy that expensive camera one day mm-hmm. so what are you going to do when i've come up with all these lessons all this character i don't like talent or, or whatever but now i can afford your camera mm. you're you're done but yeah it's people that make an excuse yeah oh, i got the right camera can't this kind of that but like, yeah, okay, cool. exactly. well just fucking get started exactly just start just start doing something. people film high quality stuff on, on, the, phones. on the iPhone yeah on the iPhone it's just excuses I, f- I just I feel like it's also um, this, this might be a bit deep but it's like someone once said that the opposite in our society these days the opposite of courage isn't cowardice it's conforming mm-hmm. people just do things because everyone else does it yep. then they don't know why mm-hmm. so People just get up and go to work because everyone gets up and goes to work because everyone travels to go on the bus. Everyone works nine to five. Mm-hmm. If, if you ask like the majority of people, why do you do what you do? I don't know. It's what everyone does. Because people don't think they have a choice. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's that false sense of choice. Mm-hmm. We're in the world with so many opportunities like and choices, but everyone seems to take the same one. April the 12th, where did everyone go? Pub. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't. But I, neither did I. I went to the gym, but it's like because everyone else is doing it. It's 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 like um, I was listening the other day. Um, Earl Nightingale was saying that I don't know if it's his quote, but he said someone once said the human race is fixed not to prevent the strong from winning, that pre- but to prevent the weak from losing. Mm-hmm. So basically, our society now is set up where it's not about making sure the winners win it's about making sure the weak don't lose mm. so we you've got this plateau where it's kind of it's easy it's easy to make a living now anyone can do it mm-hmm. but 
it's like that mediocre say say we're you're only as strong as your weakest member say we're, we're running a race mm -hmm. there's five of us me and you are the best sprinters runners in the world but to win the race everyone has to finish mm -hmm. we're only as strong as our weakest member our slowest member so society is kind of structured now in a way that we cater for our weakest member mm -hmm. and that's literally like the 95 percent. so it's about kind of working out how high you want to go above that understand the plateau conformity everyone's told to do this everyone's told to do that everyone buys a mac because everyone else has got a mac everyone buys an iphone because everyone else has got an iphone it's this, it's this, it's it's the forward thinkers it's the people that are like why 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 there's people that ask why people hate people that ask why because mm -hmm. a lot of them don't have the the answer because they're just following someone else mm -hmm. and it's like to come back to your point about um you always used to say, I want to be in schools, I want to be in schools, mm -hmm. I want to be in schools. It's because, um, as Earl Nightingale, again, I talk about him a lot, but he's just got so much knowledge. You, it's, it's basically, you become what you think, you mm -hmm. become what you think. Mm -hmm. And that was your goal. So he says, success is defined by a man realizing towards an actual goal. Mm -hmm. So I want to be in schools. It's kind of a purpose. It, yeah, it's it, like a purpose. It's it, like we talk about. I talk about law of attraction a lot. Yeah, and I talk about it on a deep level. But when you understand the law of attraction, how the universe works, mm. and you actually experience it in your life, oh, 100%. And, and this is what I say to people. People think again. People think I'm nuts. And one day we'll do a full-on law of attraction podcast in in detail with all the stuff I'm, I'm learning recently. Yeah, because it's fucking deep. But it's understanding that my life has already happened for me. Uh -huh. I know my future. Yeah. I've got a, f a thing on my phone and I'm not even joking with you where I basically I'm I'm I am in my future yeah. talking back to myself about how my life how my life is. Wow. That's amazing. It's called futuring. 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 I like that. Because like it's already happened. Yeah. My my future has already happened. Yeah, of course. It's all down to the choices that I make. Yeah. And this is what people don't seem to understand. Like the future that I want has already happened. Yeah. But every single day I've got a choice whether I can move closer to that or further away from that. Yeah. And people spend their whole life yeah. making choices subconsciously without realizing that it actually affects where they want to go. Yeah, 100%. But when you don't know where you're going, mm. is it any wonder? Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like life will knock you off course time and time again. But if you know mm. where you're going and you're going there for the right reasons yeah, and you do it with integrity and you've got good values, yeah. like nothing can stop you. Yeah. And that's the thing for me. Like, why do I want to get into schools? I'm not getting fucking paid, by the way, mm. to go into schools. I'm yeah. not getting paid. Mm. It's not about getting paid. Yeah, it's about helping the kids and mm. giving them information I wish I had yeah. my intentions are good and yeah. I don't want any of my clients ever to turn around to me and say oh yeah he just steals my money mm. because I'm trying to add value Yeah. so if you're adding value and you've got good intention it's a winning formula yeah, and you can't go wrong but the definitely. problem is people think they're entitled mm. and entitled to what and mm. if you say to people where do you want to be in 10 years time Yeah. they can't fucking tell you exactly like I will tell you I will tell you exactly where the fuck my life has been 10 years I'll tell you exactly how much money I'm earning I'll tell yeah. you what kind of house I'm living in I'll tell you the fucking car I'll tell you what dog I've got yeah I can tell you what's coming in my fucking garden yeah it's there it's already happened I can yeah. visualize it yeah so vision, vision is um, vision is seeing your destination mm. before you set off yeah and then, yeah. You, then but then, that's, then you know where you're going so exactly. when you, then when you're at crossroads left or right yeah well you know that left will take you to your to your goal yeah. Right won't. Yeah. But most people don't have a choice. 100. Definitely. Well, so, they, so they do, but they don't think they do. Yeah, they don't think they do. 100%. Because they don't know where they're going. So they just exactly. oh, we'll go right. If you don't have a predetermined goal, then you don't know which way you're going. Mm. And like, I always put it as like, I feel like a lot of people these days are soft. 
mm-hmm. in terms of their goals and their dreams. And it's really, really easy for them to get waylaid mm-hmm. because you know how the generation works now. Everything seems to, everyone seems to be successful really fast. And if they're not, they get um, discouraged. But I see it as, you know, when you're on a plane, mm-hmm. right? One of the normal things that happens on a plane is you get turbulence. Mm-hmm. Now, turbulence is actually, you know, if you think about it, quite scary. It could be mm-hmm. quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. The plane could literally crash. Mm-hmm. But you've experienced turbulence that much on a plane now that you're normal. No one's r- screaming in, in the aisles. Mm-hmm. Everyone just carries on watching there. You might put your seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. The stewardesses, they're just, it's just turbulence. You're just used to it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have faith in the plane, the crew, that you're going to go you're still going to get to your destination. Um, and I feel like that directly applies to business and goals. If you know where you're going and you have faith and, you know, the belief in yourself and your abilities to get there and you know where you're going, mm-hmm. that if you get a little bit of turbulence, you're not going to be like, turn the plane around or I'm, I'm jumping out here. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know that turbulence is just one of them things. Mm-hmm. We just know that turbulence is one of them things that comes with air travel mm-hmm. and, and adversity is one of them things that comes with success. Mm-hmm. So if you take adversity and, and that, just like, oh, I was just turbulence on a plane. I know I'm going to get there if mm-hmm. I carry on. The things I, the way I like to use that is, uh, my analogy for that is rock climbing. Mm. So you know where you're going, you climb to the top of the rock. Yeah. But if you actually watch professional rock climbers or really high-end rock climbers, yeah. sometimes they have to go down, move across, to then I get the that. better to get the better foothold. Mm, mm. So when life is bringing you down, like you know where you're going, you're going to the top. Yeah, but you can't force it. So if you're a rock climber, especially if you're free rock climbing, yeah, and you're on a, 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 a cliff face, mm. you can't force yourself to go up if there's no foothold there because you'll drop and you'll die. Yeah. So sometimes you have to go backwards, no, move I love across, that. I love to that. then find the better foothold. Wow. But people are afraid to go backwards. But yeah, if you know where you're going, it doesn't matter if you go backwards. Hundred percent. And again, it goes back to the other saying I always say, like it's impossible to fail if you're learning. And that exactly. failure becomes a lesson. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. And people are afraid to fail, but actually failure is the only thing that's going to help them move forward in 100%. life. And that's one of the biggest things. You need to be you need to embrace failure more because it gives you so mm. much lessons and opportunity to actually 100%. grow. Um this has been awesome. I know. No, I've had uh, a I'm, very I'm good time. This. I've lost track of time. I know, yeah, just it's uh good you've got a little clock in the corner. Um yeah. where can people find out more information about you? So And my, give us your brothers as well. So my brothers, I'll give it first, yeah. is at Dan Direct. Um Mine is at who that JT and our company is at it's Pradasi. Um, and the website is it's Pradasi.co.uk. So all the links will be in the show notes. Uh, but no, like I said, it's uh, thank you for adding the value today. It's, no, um, it's been a pleasure, bro. hundred yeah. percent. I've really enjoyed it. I've yeah. lost track of time. I could, I, I could speak about this for flipping. We'll have to get, uh, we'll have to get you and Dan on. Yeah. 100%. Once you get him on, you'll understand what I mean when yeah, yeah. he's a 21 year old with four year olds. You know, and, you can definitely tell. Yeah. But like I said, uh, check out my, my social media, Daniel underscore James underscore fitness, so you can see uh, Josh's work in action. And definitely go give these guys a follow. If you're looking for anything um, production-wise, definitely get in contact and tell them where you heard about them. Right, Josh, take it easy. Thanks for having me, bro. <laughs>